Hey everybody and welcome to the Wellness at Works podcast. I hope you're all well. Hey Lily, we have a guest today. Hi Sam, yes we do. Thanks to all the listeners for continuing to um, join us every Wednesday. I know it's been a year now of us doing the weekly podcast which is amazing so yeah through lockdown we've spoken to members we've spoken amongst ourselves we've had lots of amazing guests and uh, we're really delighted to be joined today by Dr Gemma Newman um, aka Plant Power Doctor. Hi Gemma. Hello it's lovely to be here with you ladies and thank you for having me I'm very excited. It's lovely to have you here. So Lily just said we've had members and uh, athletes and so many people on talking to us um, about their stories in lockdown how they stayed healthy how they stayed positive um, and also you know hurdles that we've all hit I mean Lily and I've been very honest about the ups and downs of, of lockdown and, and so of our members as well so we thought it'd be a great opportunity um, to hear a doctor's side of the story um, a doctor's side of lockdown I suppose um, so so welcome and uh, do you want to would you like to introduce yourself and your background of course yes I'm happy to and you know, it's actually a really interesting topic because I mostly talk about the power of plants and nutrition and holistic health and it's actually quite nice to be able to talk a little bit about myself and about the pandemic from my point of view so that's really um, nice to have that opportunity. Um, I am a senior partner at a busy NHS GP surgery I have nearly 3,000 patients and I think like for everybody else it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride but I think as a healthcare professional it's slightly different um, from the experience of perhaps doing more work from home or feeling as though you're not quite sure what to do with your days because for me the the days have been a lot busier. Um, I've been trying my best to keep up with all the latest guidelines all of the research that was emerging especially in the early months of the pandemic uh, as well as continuing with my health advocacy and my clinics and looking after two children the homeschooling which um, I I couldn't have done it all if I hadn't had some help if I'm honest with you it was all too much and of course writing the book I almost forgot (laughs) I wrote a book as well during the pandemic (laughs) so not doing things things by halves then no 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 (laughs) I think that was that was really interesting timing because you know I got approached by the publisher before the pandemic and then we had this first deadline um, of the end of May and so I was just desperately wanting to make sure that I gave the book justice and was working Mm -hmm. hard on it as well as everything else so it was a really really strange time for everyone but from my point of view it was probably one of the busiest times of my life. Yeah, I'm sure. And and it's really interesting, like you say, you've got 3,000 patients, so you've also got all of these people. I know not everybody comes to the doctors at the same time, but you have people <laughs> who are going through something. Everyone's experiencing this lockdown differently. Um, and also you're you're trying to look after yourself as well as write a book. So, and your children, obviously, your family. So that's, um, that's pretty full on. Yes, it, it was quite full on. But what was interesting to me is, is observing how it affected people around me and it's I love that you said that it's affected everybody differently because I've seen that so much in my work you know there are some people who absolutely thrived they were really enjoying being able to spend more time with family had the ability to work from home um I had other people who were completely you know bereft either through illness or through um, delays in treatments that they were experiencing um or through loss of income and even in 
the same families, you'd see how the pandemic would affect different people. Uh, you would expect perhaps within the same household that they may have a similar experience, but I'd see teenagers having very different experiences to their, um, you know, their parents and mums of young children having a very different experience to mums of teenagers. And, you know, the list of different kind of people goes on. And then what I found also most interesting is the stoicism of some of my elderly patients, because for them, this was very much a similar way of life to what they'd been experiencing, loneliness, um, mm. not being able to go out through debility um, and, you know, seeing the rest of the world having to deal with the situation that they face almost every day. Um, I, I found that really interesting as well to, to kind of get an insight from them um, about how they cope with life and how they cope with the with the restrictions that, that their physical conditions have placed on them before any kind of mention of a pandemic. So I, yeah, it was so fascinating to see that. And I found that many people came to ask for advice, especially around anxiety in the early weeks and, and months. You know, we didn't know what we were dealing with back in March last yeah, year. The unknown, it's a very yeah. scary place. Yeah, exactly, because we do like to feel like we're in control of our lives, we're in control of our environments. And it's that lack of control, especially for people who, um, are so used to feeling as though they are in control which which I found really interesting to watch and I actually did a I did a a brief breathing meditation um on Instagram live which I saved if anybody's interested to see that I called it the coronavirus carousel and it was from March 2020 and it was just it was my thoughts on how we can come back to ourselves how we can come back to stillness come back to who we really are and hopefully minimize those feelings of anxiety that come alongside not knowing is that not knowing that people really struggle with I think Definitely. And I think, you know, as a brand, WW is all about wellness. And even though through the pandemic, you know, there's been discussions around obesity and how do we work out from home and all of that. But the main conversation that is coming up between members is mindset and mm -hmm. trying to stay positive, trying to stay positive for your family. So it's interesting, you know, for yourself as well, after several, several years in the medical industry, that, you know, as soon as something like this hits, that is such a key element for yourself as well. So I guess after so much time um, in the health industry, when you've gone through this pandemic, what have you seen have been the main things that have helped people to kind of feel slightly more calmer about, you know, their health and coming out of lockdown, do you think? Well, there are so many, but I, I want to come back to your comment just now around things like obesity and wellness. And I think sometimes the government messaging has been a little bit mixed and a little bit unhelpful because, you know, you're right. A lot of this comes down to mindset, but also around our own personal circumstances. And I think it's really in some ways quite unfair to be talking about obesity in and of itself because yeah. there are so many reasons why we gain weight so many reasons that are completely outside of our control you know we go to the supermarket and the supermarkets spend an awful lot of time and money making sure that the most calorie dense and expensive foods are the most appealing um yeah. and you know the middle food shelf <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you know and the food industry spends billions on yes. trying to make sure that we have these hyper palatable foods that you know that that basically hijack our taste buds and 
research shows that we make well over 200 unconscious decisions every single day and with regard to food and only about maybe up to 15 conscious decisions and the rest of them are all subconscious decisions so I just want to put that out there as, as a way of saying to people I really don't want you to think that you know it's anything to do with blame um, or willpower honestly um, having said that I also want to make people feel empowered to know that you know if they're aware of some of these influences that are beyond their control then they can feel better about the things that they can do and that they can enjoy and mindset is huge you know mindset and awareness are huge not just for um, mental health in a pandemic but also for our relationship with food you know for we for us to really understand you know why why we eat the things that we eat and you know why why we feel the things that we feel and often in my experience and certainly with my patients we tend to get into habits where we're not necessarily thinking we're just subconsciously doing and and that can be tough because then it's hard to change what you're doing if you're not aware of what's what's happening and so I always come back to this for the mental health of my patients, but also more generally, come back to yourself, come back to an awareness of who you are, what makes you special, what makes you tick. Uh, notice the emotions that run through your body, but also be aware that your emotions don't define you, that your emotions are not you. You are the person observing those emotions. And so it's easier for you to then take a step back and let those emotions run through, feel them, acknowledge them, be aware of them, but don't let them make the decisions for you. Just be aware that you're yeah. not them. That's great advice. And we, we always that. say, don't we, um, your thoughts are not you. There's, you know, there's so mm. much more to you there's so much more that you can heart you know control that you can harness when you feel when you're feeling out of control it's just about taking yourself away from a situation and uh you know making those decisions quietly and knowing that they're the best decisions for you yeah um, i agree and there's lots of other things within that but i think number one mm. I know it sounds corny, but it does come back to love. And you think, well, how am I supposed to love myself? You know, if, especially if I don't even like myself very much sometimes. And that's okay. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to sort of tell yourself every morning, I love me. But, but what you can do is, you know, maybe look in the mirror, notice something that you like about yourself. Maybe write something down in your journal that you're really proud of. Um, write down the reasons why you're wanting to look, look after your body and mind and the people and things that are most important to you. So you can focus on those positive things and help you mm. to remember those as you, as you sort of go through the day. Um, but it's also about good nutrition, as I'm sure you guys are aware. I, I am a huge advocate for plant-based approaches because I've done a lot of research into the benefits of plants for not only mental health, but physical health, prevention of heart disease and diabetes and hormonal imbalances and things like that. So I do think that these um, minimally processed whole plant foods are so helpful for a number of things. And if we can find recipes that we love and that mm. we enjoy um, and that we can feel abundant and happy about eating, then all the better. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, and, and things like moving your body as much as you can throughout the day, uh, prioritizing sleep, um, breath, understanding how you use breath throughout the day, being more aware of your breath. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things that we could delve yeah. into wherever you want the conversation to go. You talked about breath there, and um, I find that really interesting because I can go through a day 
are feeling stressed, feeling, you know, totally focused and just on this sort of this other level that I can be on for an entire day, which feels like you're sort of bubbling away at this higher level of anxiety, essentially. And I can stop and think, God, I haven't actually taken a deep breath. Mm. And when you do, it completely sort of grounds you, doesn't it? And and helps you to focus, which is what you've been essentially trying to achieve all day. Yeah. Um, and you can you can actually realise, oh, I haven't actually taken a deep breath. I'm not breathing properly. And <laughs> it how sounds much ridiculous. Your, like lungs can take in. Yeah. Like I I think for me, like I've been trying to learn to run through lockdown, and you pant, you know, and it's only when someone reminds you, like you've got to breathe in and out enough to fulfil you for running that you realise how little you probably do it. Yeah, you're very very right, and I think there's a couple of things that you both brought up there. So for running there's a it's quite interesting how we use our breath for running and I used to I used to try to run years ago and I hated it I hated it so much (laughs) because I wasn't really breathing very well and I was getting puffed out and I it gave me awful flashbacks to school days where they forced me into doing cross country yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I absolutely hated it and it was only when my friend ran with me and he said we just take it slow we can literally do nothing faster than a brisk walk until you're ready to move it up a step you have to relax your shoulders you have to breathe in nice and deep and I thought oh okay this isn't as hard as it used to be and so <laughs> this might it, be quite nice yeah, yeah this, this might be yeah this might be manageable yeah and so it, I went from absolutely hating it to actually being able to enjoy it and some people use running as a form of meditation it brings them really deep back into themselves Mm. um, and it makes them much more aware of their internal monologue, their internal conversations. And so I find that really interesting as well. And of course, it's a great way of getting back to nature. And you mentioned about how you can go through a whole day feeling generally on a sort of slightly buzzy, slightly anxious, what am I doing next mode. Mm -hmm. And then when you remember to breathe deep, you are more centered and you are able to engage your parasympathetic nervous system, your relaxed and renewed nervous system. It helps you to digest your food better. It helps you to process the emotions of the day better. And it's actually the state that our nervous system is, um, is meant to be in most mm-hmm. of the time. Only when we are experiencing severe threat or danger should we, should we be in the sympathetic mode of, of operating. And I think that's another one of the uh, pitfalls of modern day life. You know, we are... Um, wired to our technology and being Mm -hmm. indoors and actually being out in nature whether we're running or walking or just standing there breathing and looking into the sky what we're doing is we're taking in um, different photons of light that can help us to produce um, serotonin feel-good hormones and then 12 hours later they help us to produce melatonin sleep hormones which then help us to modulate our immune system Um, so even looking into the far distance say you're in a forest even looking into the distance rather than close up is a way of relaxing your um, physiology uh, and also able to sort of get your parasympathetic nervous system more in sync with what you're doing day to day so yeah I I really do believe that in the power of nature for helping us to feel good and you don't have to have a forest nearby I'm lucky enough that I do Uh, but anywhere with green space and being outside is helpful and if you're having trouble sleeping just even going outside into the garden or just going out onto the street and looking up into the sky as soon as it's as soon as the sun comes up even on a rainy day will really help to reset your body's natural circadian rhythm. 
It's so weird to, like, not weird, but it's nice to hear there's a scientific, like, fact related to that because me and Sam have been talking about this for the last couple of weeks and Mm. how people, you know, have really started to embrace the outdoors. We've had to because we feel so locked away most of the time um, and really appreciating being around nature, getting out, getting fresh air, getting that vitamin D from the sun. But actually knowing that it helps with your sleep in that way as well is so important. And I think one thing that uh, Sam and I were talking about when we were discussing things going back to normal is will people continue to appreciate all of that you know will will people go back to the hustle and bustle and being in shops all the time rather than out by the the river i think that it'll be really interesting to see if we adapt um as a nation to that and i wondered as well Gemma. obviously um you've got your book that came out in january um the plant power doctor a simple prescription for a healthier you and congratulations on it being a number one uh, bestseller on amazon amazing thank you um, <laughs> have you seen that there's been an increase in people's interest towards their health and wellness and maybe looking at different options because I know I personally have looked a lot more into kind of vitamins and supplements during this time and definitely being even more aware of my food intake and the kind of foods I'm eating. So has that been a shift you've seen just in general for you? I think so. I mean, I've always been interested in it because I've done lots of years of research prior to writing the book, but I did notice um, in the year prior to releasing the book that there were loads of people talking about how am I going to boost my immune system and what supplements should I be taking and yeah. you know how am I going to make sure I stay healthy. And I hope that that is something that we can focus on more in the future, physical and mental health. And I mean, one of the upsides, I suppose, of us having to be at home more is that we've we've hopefully some of us had the chance to do more home cooking, which I think is wonderful because it gives us a bit more of an understanding of of how to put different flavors together and what goes with what and how you can adapt what the ingredients you've got to make a decent meal. Uh, not for everyone, but for, for some of us, it's been great. And um, yeah, I think hopefully the book will have come at just the right time because we all need this in our lives. I really do think, I mean, I wrote the book with my patients in mind because I knew that I wouldn't be able to explain all the benefits of nutrition and how it can improve our health in a 10 minute consultation. But the beauty of the book is that it gives people that opportunity. They can flick through, they can look up heart health, diabetes, hormonal health, skin health, um, plant-based approaches at every age, longevity, and anything that they're interested in, they just flick to it. It's all color coordinated with illustrations and photos because I want people to feel invited. I want them to actually feel like, oh, this is something I'd really quite like to try. And, oh, maybe this recipe would be good for me. And you know, I, this makes sense to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because I want people to feel empowered to be able to grab their life with both hands and enjoy it, do the things that they enjoy, feel the way they want to feel and go for it. So that's, yeah, I hope I hope that it can appeal to anyone for that reason. Well, I think that um, for our members, you know, we, we obviously we have members who are follow a vegan diet, follow a vegetarian diet. We have members that, um, you know, might do meat-free Mondays or just try to get more plants into their diet. So I think, you know, it, it's, it's out there, isn't it, for, for anybody to, 
to consume however they want to um, exactly. and um i think i think that's you know there's probably it's probably packed full of great advice around vitamins and immune health etc which is oh is yes brilliant. there's a whole chap there's a whole chapter on immune health and uh and and supplementation actually as well and all you sorts but you yeah <laughs> exactly but you're absolutely right you know it could be for anyone and i mean everybody hopefully wants to enjoy more vitality and mm-hmm. that's what it's about um so you don't have to you know there's no there's no rules you just pick it up and and take from it what you what you can so as a family then so you've got children and have you got your go-to recipes that the kids will actually eat as well yeah so <laughs> i do have two boys and you know, most kids can be quite fussy at certain times and they can change what they decide they want to eat as yes. well <laughs> after you so, found something that they do like yeah yeah i thought you quite liked annoying. my macaroni <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah they do thankfully we eat as a family we all eat the same thing which helps um yeah and they I make really I think it's nice I make a curry and uh, I make a shepherdless pie (laughs) and um, I you know we we do stuff like lasagna and um, sometimes we do stir fries um, burritos so usual um, family stuff but yeah yeah mac and cheese without well you'll see the recipe it's very good but it doesn't actually have cheese in it so it's my little surprise interesting (laughs) that's good i think a shepherdless pie was actually one of our ww like top recipes last year or the year before with lentils instead and then it was a butternut squash topping and yeah people went crazy for it so it just goes to show you can make those you know tweaks i i personally um have started trying to eat a lot less meat since January and a lot more plant-based products. And I, I yeah, I, I definitely can feel the difference. It, it just makes me think to put more veggies on my plate as well. I, I used to be such a fussy eater as a child and it's great that you're getting, you know, your kids to eat it from such a young age because that's one thing my mum definitely didn't um, manage with me. <laughs> it's, it is hard work, isn't it? And I think also for parents with children who may be on the autistic spectrum or have other sort of difficulties they have quite specific ideas on what tastes and textures they like and it can be really hard to introduce new foods um so be kind to yourself take it slow try something i mean i say this about babies and weaning you've got to try a new flavor at least 15 times for them to even think oh maybe i quite like that so so um yeah just just be kind to yourself and don't make it a stress pop it on their plate and uh yeah and they, hidden they... veg as well yeah I'm, I'm still doing that and mine are <laughs> so they're eight and eleven and i'm still you know they don't realize that they've had an aubergine and a courgette in their shepherd's pie for <laughs> sam instance. i do that to myself i still grate you hide your own and carrot into my bolognese yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm hiding it from myself and yeah i'm going I to love remember. it okay there's a whole other psychological piece here i think we should go into this on another podcast <laughs> I think I think that that makes total sense. If you just want a tiny little bit of flavour, you know, I sometimes grate a bit of carrot into my porridge, yeah, and the children quite like it, it, and it makes it like a carrot cake porridge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think we have one of those as well. Yeah. 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 So um, with the book, obviously, it's it's been a great success. It'd be great to know, you know, what kind of feedback you've had from people, and maybe that feedback might inspire some of our listeners as well that might be interested in starting to you know, do a plant-based diet or trying to get more plants into them? 
I have to say I've been absolutely overwhelmed with the feedback. I really have. I feel quite emotional just thinking about it. There's, mm. there's been so many people saying that they loved the book, that it was the book they've been waiting for, that you know it, it had really inspired them and got them to a better health um, in their lives and for their families. People buying it for pe- their loved ones who are not well. Um, oh, it's 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 been outstanding. It really has, and also to get some such good feedback from my colleagues and people who are researchers in the field, mm-hmm. um, which feels nice because you sort of feel as though okay, well, you know, it's not just me. I'm not some rogue <laughs> doctor off on my own path. You know, there's there's lots of guidelines and colleagues that also agree um, about the benefits of plants in our lives, and so it felt really lovely to get such great feedback. And I've included personal stories from patients and people that I've met over the years so that it can help to make the research a bit more interesting um, you can apply it to your own life to your own loved ones to your own family and you can see how it might benefit you so yeah it's uh, it's been it's been absolutely lovely amazing and I guess you've obviously been following this path for a very long time but what would be your top tips for anyone that maybe is just starting out with the idea I think try, it depends on your why. Um, So you have to think about your why. Why are you doing it? And what do you want to gain from it? And maybe write that down so that you can keep that in your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a really important way to approach any change in your life. And everybody's slightly different. So I've had patients who were so desperate for a change because they felt so unwell that they literally did a a complete 180 degree shift in what they were doing overnight and got incredible results within the first two to four weeks. For most people, long-term change doesn't really look like that. For most people, habits take a long time to settle in. And I think sometimes it's really hard if you give yourself these huge goals and then you feel really disappointed that you didn't do it. So everyone's different. If you're the kind of person that feels like you're really an all or nothing kind of person, go for it. But just be mindful that this is a lifestyle. You know, you don't want to rush it if you think that it's something that you can't maintain. So just Take it one step at a time. Maybe just look at some simple swaps to start with. Things that you know that you really like, comfort Mm -hmm. foods that you enjoy. Find some simple swaps that you know you can feel good about and that you can make part of your daily routine. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably my best advice. So start with your why. Make sure that your values are number one throughout, throughout the day so you know why you're doing the things that you're doing. But also be kind to yourself, take it slow and then start with one thing that you know that you can achieve that week and then see if you can move on to something else. Gemma, you sound like you were in one of our our meetings at work yeah. at WW. <laughs> we do, you, you honestly, you're so, um, it's so relatable because everything we talk about is you start with your why. You start really? with, you, you yeah, break that. down the goals. You, you keep yeah. that, then you break down your goals. You don't try and do everything at once. But those people that do make huge changes because they've sort of had this sort of aha moment after looking into how to lead a healthier life do see you know a a greater um change with their wellness and if if they're looking for weight loss then with their weight loss as well um so it's all you know it's absolutely right isn't it you get that you get that moment you don't don't beat yourself up you break down your goals so you're not trying to do everything at one time and overwhelm yourself with which is when you sort of end up derailing essentially um and uh that's you know that's when you reach the what success looks like to you whether that be 
healthy, um, healthier, um, weight loss, or um, you know, boosting your immune system, etc. So that's yeah. that's fantastic. It's right up there with our ethos as well. It's brilliant. Well, that's great to know. It feels yeah. like well, you didn't. I just want to say this here. I wasn't primed beforehand. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> we're, but we the, we're both sitting here with big smiles on our faces, thinking, "All oh, right, okay, this sounds this sounds great." You yeah, know, the, li- the listeners obviously can't see us, but I think me and Sam were both just like, "This is." kind of like deja vu because this all sounds very similar and it's right no, it's great you know? yeah, yeah it's i mean great. i i also want to let you know that i i myself i think we all have a relationship with food don't we one way or another yeah and there is a chapter in the book which is entitled eat more way less um but i really didn't want people to get the book just for that reason yeah because i feel like my hope is that getting to a healthy weight is just a lovely side effect of feeling good and it's making this lifestyle. It's a byproduct. And I, yeah. I didn't want people to think, oh, I, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to get the book. I want people to yeah. think, I want to feel great. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to get the book. And then these things just hopefully can, can happen naturally throughout the course of time. Exactly. That's fantastic. Thank Definitely. you. Well, thank you so much for joining today, Gemma. It's been so lovely. And also, now that I know that you said you did um, the meditation videos, you have such a lovely, soothing voice. I thought and that I as think well. you'll be amazing <laughs> for it. So I'm definitely going to go check that out as well. Um, so for anyone, um, just as a reminder, where can they find you on socials? Where can they find the book? So they can find me at Plant Power Doctor on Instagram. That's my main platform. I also have a Dr. Gemma Newman on Facebook and I am Plant Power Doc on Twitter. And my website actually is probably the best place to get resources that are all free. Loads of different interviews and videos and podcasts and blogs and sections on different diseases. Uh, GemmaNewman.com or PlantPowerDoctor.com. It takes you to the same place. And the book is available anywhere you want to buy books. Um, If you want to support local bookshops, you can go to bookshop.org and you can order it via a local bookshop. Otherwise, we have Smith's Black's, uh, what's it called? Black. Uh, what's the name of it? Smith's. Oh, Waterstone. Waterstones, Blackwells, that's Blackwells. the one. Hive. Um, yeah, you name it, anywhere that you buy books. But Amazon, of course, is, is where p- most people get their books. Oh, if you're listening in from anywhere other than the UK, you can also get it on the bookdepository.com and it's a free international delivery from there. That's oh, good that's advice amazing. because we do have a lot of listeners overseas. Yes, oh, we good. do. So there and you it, go, guys. I've had, we, 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 we will have a release. We've got an Australian release this month. We will have an American release, but I don't know when that's going to be. And I know that a lot of Americans have really wanted to buy the book and they've had to pay big shipping fees from Amazon. Oh, yeah. So I said, uh, just go to thebookdepository.com and it's free delivery. And uh, they've even got 25% off as well. So. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. US of A, <laughs> you heard it here. And there you go. Well done that you're clearly breaking into other countries and good luck with it all thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you so much to you and everyone else that works at the NHS for everything you've done for us through this year in particular it's been amazing and hearing how you've juggled everything is is really inspiring oh thank you but I have to be honest with you and say I did have help you know I've got a nanny who helps me so much I don't think I could have done it all without her and I think it's important to acknowledge that because women I feel we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do everything don't we and um 
it's not possible to do everything. No, um, it's not. We just have to do our best, don't we? But yeah, yeah, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy to speak with you today. And, it was lovely to speak and, uh, with you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for Great. having me. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for everyone listening. And uh, we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.